0: Hey moms, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. I am really looking forward to speaking for JCHE tomorrow. I'm already settled down here in uh, Johnson County, North Carolina. This is a beautiful uh, time of the year out here. It's absolutely gorgeous. It hasn't really gotten terribly humid yet. And you guys know I'm from the Pacific Northwest. So a little bit of humidity goes a long, long way for me. (laughs) So uh, we're we're excited about that. Uh, coming up, my schedule will have me in Shem uh, in Springfield, Missouri from the 19th through the 21st um, of May. And then following weekend, I'll be in Florida at the FPEA convention in Orlando. And the weekend after that, I will be in Idaho for the choice convention. I haven't been there in several years. So excited about that. Then right after that, going to be in Virginia. So the so just bam, 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 bam. Um, these weekends coming up consecutively. And then I will end my official speaking season on the road by speaking for great homeschool conventions in Ontario, California, starting on June uh, 16th through the 18th. So We covet your continued prayers for our family out here. And you know that most of the uh, speaking that I do when I'm out in this particular time of year is about homeschooling. And it is a passion of mine. My husband and I have been homeschooling uh, since the dawn of time. I always tell people that I think I'm 187 years old in homeschooling, or at least it feels like it, all right? It it might not be quite that old, it just feels like it. And I got a really nice email from a, a mom named Kelly hey, Kelly, how you doing, girl, Uh, just a few weeks ago, and she wanted me to talk about homeschooling. And she wrote, hey, Heidi, I've been enjoying listening to your podcast. Um, Thank you for the information and for pointing us to Christ. I have a couple of questions. First of all, Kelly, thank you uh, for that encouragement. I appreciate it. Um, She writes and says, I love the idea of homeschooling. I just started my family and my son is still too little for quote, real school, but I've been doing research on homeschooling to prepare and I'm so overwhelmed. Could you do a homeschooling 101 kind of podcast of where to start and uh, those kinds of things and talk about curriculum, excited uh, to, uh, to get going with homeschooling? So I love to do that. I love to encourage moms about homeschooling for many reasons, but one of the main reasons is I think we make it harder than it actually has to be. So I'm going to do homeschooling for rookies, probably part one, and I may end up having to do a part two on this because I just have a lot to say about it. (laughs) So um, if you have a pencil, I'm going to link back to um, a bunch of things over at The Busy Mom. I have written extensively about homeschooling Um, and I do, uh, I wrote one, uh, in particular that I would love you to read Kelly. It's called homeschooling Held hostage. I think, um, the biggest danger for seasoned homeschool moms is that we forget why we're doing what we're doing. And the biggest danger for rookies like yourself is that you get into it and you make it harder than it needs to be. So if you're listening to this and, um, you're brand new at homeschooling, um, get a pencil and paper and start taking some notes. Because I think this is gonna really encourage you. Also, if you're not new to homeschooling, but you know someone who is, this would be a great podcast to share for someone who's considering homeschooling. So I'm not gonna go into all the reasons why we chose to homeschool. Um, that is for another podcast. And actually, I've done that several times on the podcast already, and I'll see about linking back to some of those for you so that you can kind of hear them in succession. But today, I really want to focus just on some things that I wished I would have known when I started homeschooling. Um, the Bible says in Luke six forty, and you guys should write this down. So those of you who are, I, you know, I'm going to just gap for a second because I'm lo- laughing meeting you guys at. Uh, When I'm speaking, so many of you are coming up to me and you're saying, thank you so much. You're the person I listen to when I fold laundry. I've had several of you come up and and confess that you listen in the shower. So good for you because I have something in common with you. I listen to podcasts in the shower as well. My husband got me a little shower Bluetooth speaker. And I love the shower because the acoustics in there are great and nobody bothers me. (laughs) So I totally get it. Um, and I love those moms who are like, hey, you're the person I take a walk with. Uh, one mom I met in Cincinnati a few weeks ago said that um, I'm the gal who she takes when she mows her grass. And uh, one gal sheepishly looked at me and she said, I take you to bed with me three nights a week. <laughs> so I'm hearing lots of really great things um, from listeners. So thank you guys for that. Thank you for listening. But the first thing I want you to remember is that um, education is discipleship. So he- Here's where you can start taking some notes. Education is discipleship. The Bible says in Luke six forty that when a student is fully trained, he will be like his teacher. He will be like his teacher, and what it really is is when a student, um, when my student is trained, people, people will often look at my daughters and go, "Oh my goodness, you know, she looks like you." Well, guess what? In many cases, my kids also act like me, and it puts a lot of pressure on a mom like me, because my, mom, my kids are gonna be an awful lot like, you guessed it, me. And your kids are gonna be an awful lot like you. I had the opportunity a year ago to be on uh, Glenn Beck's uh, television show, and we were talking about homeschooling. And I said to him, he was, you know, they asked about socialization. And I said, listen, your kids are gonna be as weird as you are. And that's the truth, education is discipleship. We have messed it up in this culture. We say that education is the ABCs and blah, 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 blah. But really, education is discipleship. It's imparting your ideas, your ideology, your core beliefs to the next generation. And we are called as believers to disciple our kids. So remember that as you go into homeschooling. Um, Here's the next thing. Homeschooling and traditional school are not the same. They're not the same thing. So when you decide to homeschool your kids, if you're anything like me, and it sounds like Kelly, you might be a lot like me, I didn't uh, have an experience of being homeschooled. I went to a private school and I took that experience and I brought it into my homeschooling and it crippled me for a while because I was trying to make my homeschool look like a traditional school. It's not the same thing. Uh, next point is the comparison will steal your joy. And so what I want to encourage you to do is not to compare yourself. I'm gonna say that again. Don't compare yourself to somebody else's uh, homeschooling. Don't compare the inside of your homeschooling to the outside of somebody else's. All right. A moment of silence for not comparing yourself to somebody else. Just say no. Just say no. Uh, Here's another thing you can miss, you can homeschool and miss the most important thing. And the most important thing is relationships. Relationships should trump the ABCs every single time. Your relationship with your child is more important than academics. Your relationship's child with the Lord is more important than anything else. And I I'm encouraging parents all across the United States to teach your children first about the things that are of, of eternal significance. And I, I have learned this. Um, my oldest daughter is almost 25 years old now. I've got a couple of grandkids. And I can tell you that the most important takeaways that my kids have from homeschooling all those years um, is not, you know, it wasn't a Saxon math lesson. It was the things that we taught them about God and the things that are of eternal significance. We read missionary stories to our kids. We were able to talk about what was happening on the news and, ha- and not have it be filtered down through the yuck that they would have encountered in the school system. And you have that opportunity with your kids. So focus on what's more important. Um, ask yourself, why am I doing this? So on the days when it gets hard, and it will, you need to know why you're doing what you're doing, and then have confidence. So let me give you three things that I have learned that make a good teacher. Three things that make a good teacher. If you're writing this down, um, three things. First one is passion, passion for your student. I can guarantee you, mom, that nobody loves your kid like you and your husband do. No one loves a child like his parents do. And that passion is going to drive you as you figure out what works in your homeschooling. So what works for Susie down the street might not work for you, and that's okay. Let the passion for your student drive you. The next thing that makes a good teacher is love and courage. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of love to say, you know what, I'm not gonna uh, hand this part of my child's education, or I'm not gonna hand this part of child raising over to somebody else. I'm going to take responsibility for it myself. I'm going to uh, educate my kid myself. I'm going to do the homes, the ho- the hard work of finding out my child's learning style. And then I'm going to have the courage to go upstream because a lot of people in your neighborhood and maybe some of your family members are going to be like, why would you do that? That's insane. And, you know, there's a little truth to that. <laughs> Truth to it being a little bit uh, on the crazy side from the world's point of view. Because after all, why would a sane woman choose to be locked up with her children for 18 years with no hope of reprieve, right? I get it. But I'm telling you what, uh, the naysayers will fall away as you invest in and love your child, all right? The next thing it takes to make a good teacher is Determination. And that means, you know, I'll see people in the store sometimes in the middle of the day and they'll be like, oh, you know, why are you, are, are you, is, is, you know, are you taking the day off from school? And we're like, no, we homeschool. And I have had countless people at grocery stores say, oh, I could never do that. I just don't have the patience for that, and I just want to—I just want to scream. It's not about patience. If it was about—if parenting was about patience, we should all just go home right now, right? We should all just quit. It's not about patience. It's about determination. It's about my husband and I wanting what's best for our children and being determined to do the hard thing in order to get it. So um, that is what's going to help uh, you become a good teacher: is passion for your student, love, courage, and determination some real practical things for you uh, for just a couple of minutes. I wanna encourage you to learn your child's learning style. In other words, figure out how your child processes information. You can uncover your your child's learning style and I will uh, link back to a couple of books on Amazon that are my favorites. Um, Cynthia Tobias, The Way They Learn, my favorite by far. Uh, Deb Bell has a new book on learning style that's really, really good. But you you need to uncover your learning styles. There's basically three of them, visual learners, Uh, which learn through seeing things, auditory, learn through hearing, and then kinesthetic. Those are the kids that need to be moving all the time. And it's important for you to, uh, as a parent, particularly as your homeschool your kid, to keep an eye out for how your child learns. It's so important. Let's take just a second and cover curriculum. So three things that you need to ask yourself when you choose curriculum. Here's the first one, does it overwhelm me? If you walk into a curriculum uh, supply store and that curriculum makes your head explode, it's probably not for you. Does it fit your learning style? It needs to fit your learning style mom as the teacher. You need to enjoy teaching it. It's gotta resonate with you and then you can learn how to help it fit to your child's learning style. The third question, when you ask when you, when you go to choose curriculum that you need to ask yourself is, am I choosing this out of fear? Am I choosing this because somebody told me that my kid's not gonna get into college without it? Am I choosing this because my neighbor did it and had such a good job with it and she saw what I was doing and thought it was lame? Um, you've, you've got to really come before the Lord when you choose your curriculum. And there, there are gonna be things that you choose that guess what, they're not gonna work. And if it doesn't work, shelve it, put it up, Try something different. Your curriculum is meant to be the assistant, not the educator. Curriculum doesn't have to be expensive. And in fact, it isn't always necessary. If you're listening to this podcast right now and your oldest kid is three, can I just encourage you? You don't need to do anything, you know, bookish with your kids and maybe even four or maybe even five. You know, I I teach our kids to read. I'm just finishing up uh, our youngest uh sailor is learning how to read this year and i'll tell you what i've i've used a book called teacher child to read in 100 easy lessons sailor is five years old and she's about three quarters of the way through that book and um she's doing a little bit of math and that's it and so many of you with your you know really little kids we are pressured into all this early academics and i just don't think it's necessary i think you can let your children play i think read to them oh kelly read 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 to your kids Sit down and read good books to them. Uh, Read, you know, ping the duck. One of my favorite uh, curriculums for parents with younger children is called Five in a Row, and I'll link back to that on Amazon today. Check out Five in a Row. Uh, They have a fantastic program for younger kids that involves books that you can get at the library. It was written by my dear friend, Jane Lambert, and has been delighting homeschoolers for decades. Fantastic, fantastic uh, curriculum that I think is going to bless and encourage you. That is all the time I have for this particular podcast. I'm going to f- skip to a podcast that I recorded a few weeks ago about multi generational living on the next podcast. And then after that, we'll come back again and do a little bit more homeschooling for rookies. All right. You guys can do this. I'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at the Busy Mom.